Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Blog Talk Radio. have a message today, another message that's just for Christians. Um, I recently had lunch with a Chinese couple, a man and his wife uh, from Taiwan. And it was on my regular day to have lunch with my other Chinese friend who's from Singapore. So I asked if she could come along too. And the couple said, oh, yes, very enthusiastically. Well, we were just enjoying our lunch. I mean, the food was really good. The view was just gorgeous of the valley and the mountains. We were outside on the deck, and there was a nice balmy breeze, and everything was just going great. And then, and what I want to try to describe to you is an example of what I just feel so strongly needs to be changed by the Christians. Now, first of all, we're in Orange County, California, which is probably the melting pot of the earth. (laughs) We have every color here, every culture, every religion, every language, every size, shape, and configuration of the human being as a homo sapiens species that has manifested in our present state of evolution. So it's probably, you know, the most perfect place in all the world for us to begin to practice getting along with each other. It's just kind of like a mini United Nations with each one of us, um, the sovereign ruler of our own personal unique nation, which is ourself. (laughs) So at lunch, while we were all enjoying one another in our unique and personal expression of ourselves, then all of a sudden the wife of this Chinese couple went into attack. And that's just kind of what I have to call it. I mean, attack, attack, bombs bursting in the air, machine gun, rapid fire attack. Well, now if you are a Christian and and you were maybe viewing this situation, you probably would be cheering her on. Because this is what is called evangelizing. Now, this Chinese couple was mostly the wife, but the husband didn't stop her, had a jihad for Jesus. 
And this crusade did not allow for any other idea or thought system to be included. You had to agree with her and accept the Jesus that she was presented presenting or you were eliminated, shot down, condemned and sent to hell for eternal punishment, you bad 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 person you. Well, since I have a Christian background, of course, I was familiar with this because at one time in my life, I did believe everything she was saying, although I had never developed it into a crusade where I bombarded unsuspecting lunch guests. I mean, all my life, even when I was a Christian, I had always felt the boundary of the sovereignty of the individual as a free will agent with the right to choose. So what I mostly would do would be just share any personal experience that I had had. I mean, perhaps a healing I had received or one time when I was protected in a dangerous situation, when I knew my guardian angel had stepped in and saved me, or times when I was directed to do a certain thing and it turned out to be a greater result than I had anticipated. You know, all those things where my faith had been honored and I felt that Jesus, as well as a lot of other cosmic workers, had been there for me. But I had never, ever felt the desire to go beyond my own personal experience. Because, you know, until you actually have had an experience, you really don't know what you believe for sure, for sure, anyway. It's just a philosophy. But you can't argue with a personal experience. And even then, my personal experience may may not be in any other person's personal experience. I mean... I have always believed that each person has the right to have their own personal experience. You know, no one else is like anybody else. So what right do we have to lay down a set of rules for anybody else? I mean, well, anyway, this has always been my path. But this Chinese couple just felt some personal responsibility to blast out what they called the good news <laughs> to everybody and anybody, especially those that they have captive at the lunch table where they are picking up the tab. But their good news is that you either accept Jesus or you go to hell. Well, I listened to their bombs bursting in the air. And I couldn't really tell how their message was very much different from what the radical Muslims say. And I wondered how they could justify the efforts of their jihad crusade while they would condemn the work of ISIS. What's the difference? I mean, one is as radical as the other. And there is no room in each of their worlds for the other. This is where the problem is, and this is where I have some suggestions to change things. Now, today I had lunch with another friend, and curiously, (laughs) she wanted to show me what she called alarming statistics concerning how the Muslims are taking over the earth, steadily, because the European and the Asian cultures are limiting their families to one child, so Statistically, this will eventually cause an elimination of those cultures. 
But the Muslims are having big families, and just statistically, they are covering the earth with themselves. This is what this article said. And my lunch friend today saw this as alarming. And I thought to myself, you know what, maybe this is the answer. And I said that to her, and she just looked at me like I was crazy. (laughs) But what is somewhat puzzling to me is that this particular friend was born Catholic, but she had thrown out the Catholic Church along with all of the other religions of the world at a very young age. I mean, somewhere around 14 years old when her mother threw her and her sister out on the street to fend for themselves. So for her to be alarmed about Muslims just didn't seem to fit her devil-may-care religious attitude. I mean, why would she fear having Muslims uh, take over the world? And so I asked her that. And she voiced an opinion, which I think maybe most people have here in this country, that Muslims are all like ISIS. They're going to kill us, behead us, and destroy us. So, I mean, is this true? Well, once again, all I have is my own personal experience. I worked with a Muslim man for three years, and I have never met a more educated smart, kind and loving, honest and trustworthy man. Pretty much way more desirable than most American men I have known in the past 10 years. He had married his wife in an arranged marriage in Bangladesh, and I asked if they loved one another, and he said, yes, we now love each other very much. They have four children They came to this country about 20 years ago, so all of the children have been born here. And his English is better than most Americans. He has a master's degree in English literature. He practices Ramadan. He gives a percentage of his money to the poor. He is a faithful husband and a very loving father. He's a good provider, so his wife is able to uh, stay at home and be be a stay-at-home mom. He's a very much a gentleman. He is respectful of others. He practices peace and loving kindness. And what most people don't know is that the true Muslim accepts Jesus. They accept Jesus as one of God's great teachers and leaders who has wisdom for them. So here's where I believe the answer is. This is where we all need to come to. And perhaps that is why what is happening today is happening, because perhaps the Muslim religion must be expanded and recognized and understood so that all of the people of the world can come into agreement together so that we can actually have peace and loving kindness here upon the earth. You know, when the whole world is able to accept Jesus as who he said he was, which is... He emptied himself of being God. He emptied himself of being God, and he took on the form of a man, a mortal. And as a mortal, he was made perfect and came into the measure of the stature of the fullness of the Christ, the absolute fullness of God's spirit of wisdom and revelation able to work miracles, control the forces of nature, read men's minds and hearts, 
raise himself from the dead and ascend unto the right hand of God the Father in dominion over our universe. And he said the things he did, we can do. Did you get that? The things he did, we can do. Jesus isn't something different than we are. Jesus came and took on the form of a man as a mortal and did all of this so that he could show us how to do it. And he told us, everything I do, you can do. And you are going to be doing greater things. Well, you know what? Muslims believe this. Hindus believe this. Buddhists believe this. The only ones who don't believe it are Catholics and Christians. So this is where the problem is. Well, you know, actually it's kind of a problem of age. I mean, the other religions are much, much older than Christianity. And they have the wisdom of the ages to draw from, which Christianity seems to not even consider valuable. However, Jesus was an Essene. And since the discovery of the Dead Sea Scrolls in 1946... The word Essene has made its way around the world. And I guess many people are kind of astonished to discover that the principal founders of what is later called Christianity were Essenes. Mary and Joseph, John the Baptist, John the Evangelist, and Jesus. And the Essenes considered themselves to be... um, a separate people because of the illumination of their inner life and their knowledge of the hidden mysteries of nature that were unknown to other men. And they possessed their advanced knowledge and worked in secret because they felt they had been entrusted with a mission, which did turn out to be the founding of Christianity and of Western civilization. Now, they didn't limit themselves to a single thought system. They studied all the religions of the world in order to extract the great scientific principles. And they considered each religion to be at a different stage of a single revelation. That's exactly the way I think about it. And they accorded great importance to the teachings of the ancient Chaldeans, of Zoroaster, Hermes, Pythagoras, as well as the revelations of Enoch. They possessed a living science of all of these revelations. This was how Jesus was taught. They knew how to communicate with spirit and angels. He knew his connection to the stream of life, light that filtered down through the levels of earth life. And he knew his purpose within this organized system. And his purpose was to come and finally and forever end the power of death that held the earth in bondage since the original transgressions of the forefathers. And with the measure of the stature of the fullness of the Christ, Jesus was resurrected, forever destroying the cycle of birth and death and setting the creation free to once again live and move and have its life within cycles of life, not cycles of death. And this purpose which Jesus fulfilled has never been talked or ever preached, 
by the Christian church, and it is now time for this to be known. You know what? It's kind of like when a parent has to eventually tell his child that there is no Santa Claus. You know, when we tell our kids that there is a Santa Claus, we aren't being evil. I mean, we want our children to experience loving and being loved, and we want to encourage them to be good little boys and girls. And and it was kind of helpful to have this other person to help us enforce good behavior. And let's face it, we have all told our children that Santa Claus will bring them lots of presents if they are good little boys and girls. So this is kind of like what the church has done to us because we were just little children. Now you be good little boys and girls, and when you die, you get to go to heaven. Okay, so let's think about this. Do you do you think of yourself as a child of God? Uh, I'm, a, I'm a course you do, right? But how would you feel as a parent if your child stayed a child and now you have this 40-year-old child who still wears diapers and has to sit in a high chair and be fed and can't learn to walk or talk. I mean, as a parent, you would be heartbroken. I mean, absolutely heartbroken. My little child never grew up. And it's not that you wouldn't still love them. Of course you would love them. But you would be so disappointed, so hurt, and so brokenhearted that your child never was able to experience life in the fullness that life has to offer. So how do you think God feels? Let me read to you Ephesians chapter 4. Um, I kind of want to read this whole chapter and then um, make some comments. I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body, one Spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. And unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. And now that he has ascended, what is it that he had also descended first to the earth? And he that descended is the same one that ascended up far above the heavens, that he might fill all things. And he gave some apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. Okay, that's the first job of the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers is for the perfection of the saints, not to sit there as a little kid 
to get the saints perfected for what? For the work of the ministry. So you're all supposed to be in a ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of the Christ, that we henceforth be no more children, but speaking the truth in love, grow up unto him in all things, which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, making increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. So Paul says we're to grow up. In other words, come into the measure of the stature of the fullness of the Christ in the way he says it in verse 14. I mean, perhaps you don't know that the Christ is the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I mean, Jesus said of himself he could do nothing. It was the Father in him that did the work. Well, by Father, he meant the power was from the Father, And the power of the Father is the Holy Spirit. I mean, Christ is not Jesus' last name. The Christ is the word for being a member of God's family. And everything and everybody in manifestation at this time on our earth is a member of the Christ of God's family. Everything and everybody. You know, there was nothing And God said, let there be light. And everything and everybody came out of the light. We all come from God. We all go back to God. There's no separation. There is nothing that can separate us from the love of God. Nothing. We are part of God, and God is part of us. All of us. All of us. Everything and everybody. So we all start out as little children, but we are to grow up. We're not to stay little children. We are to grow in wisdom and understanding and in the knowledge of the truth until we reach that same fullness of the Spirit that Jesus reached. And when we advance in our wisdom and understanding and we learn through actual personal experience It doesn't work to just preach a philosophy. You can only preach what you know that you know that you know. And you can only know when you have actual personal experience. And you can talk about your own personal experience. All other evangelization is warfare, bombs bursting in air, weapons of mass destruction, hatred, separation, judgment, condemnation, and death. So I believe that the part of the Christian philosophy that has to be changed now is Jesus as the Savior. Just this one thing will then harmonize Catholics and Christians with all of the other religions of the world, and then we can all be one. 
just like Paul writes about in this chapter 4 in Ephesians. One body and one spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. I mean, there it is. It's so pure and so simple. This is where we need to get to. Radical Muslims and radical Christians would be able to get along if we could move into this next step of wisdom and understanding. One body, which is the Christ. One spirit, that is the energy of all life. One faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is in you all. Our very breath is proof that God is in us. You know, the word for spirit in the Hebrew is ravach. I don't know how to say it, R-A-V-A-C-H, which means life or to breathe. It's the word that's used in Genesis 1-2, and the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And then the word in the Greek uh, for spirit, when it says John 6.33, it is the spirit that quickeneth, is pneuma. P-E-U-M-N-A, and that means breath. We breathe with the Spirit of God. And the Bible says that the Spirit goes back to God when we die. And the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus makes us free from the law of sin and death. Jesus conquered death. Jesus set us free from the law of sin and death. We are set free, but we're not set free to just sit on the pew and wait and die to go to heaven. We are to grow up and become a fully manifested son of God. Not stay a little child, but become a full son of God in the same measure of the spirit of life that Jesus demonstrated. And Jesus said that the things he said we are to do and greater things. But what I see is Christians just still sitting in the high chair, being fed, Very, very few have ever done what Jesus did, much less greater things. As a Christian, you're supposed to be healing the sick, opening blind eyes, raising the dead, being in control of the weather, knowing how to read the hearts and minds of people, casting out devils, not to mention being in total health and being prosperous. I mean, the very word salvation in the Greek is sozo, S-O-C-O. It means total and complete health and total and abundant prosperity. So if you are poor or if you are sick, you should not call yourself a Christian because that is like taking the name of the Lord in vain. So Christians, it's time to grow up. I'm just telling you now, there's no Santa Claus. (laughs) There's no heaven or hell. You're not a baby anymore. You're to grow up and know the truth now. And you know, you are ready to know this truth, that you are perfect and entire, lacking nothing as a son of God. I mean, Jesus took the keys of death and hell and threw them into the lake of fire. Death and hell are no more. Hallelujah. You are now free to be a son of God and to grow up into that measure of the spirit that is your gift of grace 
as Paul says it in this Ephesians chapter 4. To whatever the measure of the Spirit that you can express, do your part. Because without you, the whole body of Christ is incomplete and ineffective. And quit bombarding others with a philosophy that divides and separates us from one another. Tell your own personal experiences. Always to be ready to give a good report about God's love in your life. And before I close, let me just uh, share what I think having the Muslim religion being so much in the news right now, how it can help us. I mean, to start with, I am all in favor of getting the American woman to start to cover up. I am sick to death of the only way a woman seems to be able to get anyone's attention is to be naked and show her breasts. Or since the Kardashians have been with us, their butts. I mean, I am so tired of this one and that one in their bikini body. I'm kind of in favor (laughs) of getting every American woman a burqa. (laughs) You know, the Muslim has great respect for the woman's body. They do not believe that a woman's body is to be seen and lusted after by everyone. A woman's body is for her husband and for her husband only. He is the one who has the right to her beauty and her comforts. And the Muslim has a strong standard of values as far as sex is concerned. There is no sex before marriage. And in some cases, because it's because they don't know each other, but in the cases where Muslims have infiltrated into other cu- cultures, like the Muslim I worked with, I asked him if he was going to arrange the marriage for his daughters, and he said, Well, I am becoming acquainted with other Indian families in our community, but I will let my daughter have a say and allow her to be involved with the choice. But there would be no sex before marriage, and there would be no children before marriage. The Muslim community is appalled by the statistics from the black community where 78% of the children are born out of wedlock and that child is raised with no father present. This is just totally unacceptable. And also giving to the poor and needy or almsgiving is one of the basic five tenets of the Muslim religion. So a Muslim thinks in terms of taking care of his own needs and also being able to give alms to someone else in need. It's an embarrassment for a Muslim to have to take charity. They are to give alms, not receive them. So there is much about the Muslim philosophy that can be appreciated and integrated into Christianity and Catholicism. So let us take the good and be in harmony and through loving and being loved, create an earth of peace. That's our show for today. Thanks so much for listening. You can contact Marcy Ann on her website, www.marcyann.com. You can also view all of Marcy Ann's videos on YouTube by putting Marcy Ann in the YouTube search window. 
You can download her book for free at www.mrwriteforme.com. And if you want to go into business for yourself, take a look at Marcy Ann's Weddings and Celebrations Business Startup Course at www.weddingofficiantschool.com. The Middle of the Week Pick Me Up Energy Show is broadcast live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Coast Time from Marcy Ann's Studios in Southern California. All shows are also archived and can be listened to at any time in any place in the world. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 